Bright Horizons Parenting Podcast, just for ages zero to eight. Get the advice you need from our own early childhood experts, Rachel Robertson and Claire Goss, and make the most out of every chance to teach play and love. Why is the sky blue? How does that car move so fast? Where's that bird going? If you're the parent of a young child, you're probably very familiar with this never ending line of questioning. And while you might be tempted to quiet those rapid fire inquiries, know that your child is practicing a very important skill, curiosity. Join Rachel and Claire as they review the research, discuss the importance of inquiry, and teach you simple strategies to make time for curiosity. Good morning, Claire. I am thrilled to be here today because we're gonna talk about something I really love. Yes, I'm going to start our conversation today by sharing with our listeners a fun little fact about the education department at Bright Horizons, which is that we are chronic article sharers. If someone in our department reads a study about child development or an article in the newspaper or in a journal about kids, about education, we start passing it around like wildfire because we, we like to stay on top of the research. And because we love learning, we support learning, we believe in education clearly, we're always doing it ourselves. Mm -hmm. And because research and science continues to march on, especially in this area of brain development and neuroscience, which is very related to child development and early learning, there's so much for us to continue to learn and update our own knowledge. That's right. And sometimes we get an article or a, a journal finding and it's something brand new and innovative that we've never heard before. But sometimes it's something that we've already known for a long time and the newspaper or magazine has just slapped a new headline on it tending to get folks' attention. So there's one that went around a couple years ago in The Guardian, which is a pretty popular British newspaper, and they published this article on the title, Sounded the Alarm. It said in all caps, schools are killing curiosity. Mm -hmm. And you know, meanwhile, across the pond in the United States, we over Bright Horizons were at that same point working really hard on a new pedagogy for Bright Horizons, a new proprietary framework for our infants, toddlers, and preschoolers and kindergarten prep students called Discovery Driven Learning that addressed this exact issue. So we already knew, we already knew that this was a problem for kids in schools. Curiosity mm -hmm. was way on our radar. It was so much on our radar that we were coming up with Discovery Driven Learning. Yeah, and I think a couple things about this is that the research around how important creativity and curiosity is in education and in lifelong learning as a foundational but also a continued skill that children and then adults need is not new. This is stuff that was in the 19th century they, they were aware of. So what has happened is that a lot of things about education, a lot of decision makers have changed, we become more competitive about education. So the content, the research isn't new, but the context and the decisions around education has changed. And we obviously, there are all sorts of different things. We are all hearing the news cycle is more prevalent. We're hearing about what's happening in Massachusetts if we live in California and vice versa. That didn't used to happen a long time ago. Right. So we're all sort of in this mishmash of educational thinking together. And the other thing that's really um, affecting us is that there's a lot of opinion and it's hard to distinguish the opinion from fact. 
That's right. But yes, you're right. We knew this before, that curiosity is very important and that a lot of educational practices squelch curiosity and we have had a pedagogical approach at Bright Horizons that is very focused on play and project work and exploration, but we thought we, we really needed to enhance that and in fact really double down on it by renaming it Discovery Driven Learning. So Discovery Drives Learning, children want to discover and we are all about that. We are here for that and we love it and we know how important it is. So we, we don't want to minimize that. Where you got questions, you wanna ask why 500 times, that's great. We love that when children do that. Yeah, and this is a research-based strategy. I can't emphasize that enough. It's been proven over and over again in studies that it does really wonderful things for cognitive development, social emotional development. This is how kids learn. That study that the uh, British newspaper was quoting was really robust. It was over 6,000 babies and toddlers. They measured their curiosity levels when they were little. And then when they got to preschool and kindergarten, they measured their reading, math, and behavior. And no surprise to any of us at Bright Horizons, they found that the most curious children performed the best mm -hmm. in that first year of school. And even more interesting, the kids from lower socioeconomic status had the strongest connection between high curiosity and performance in school. So this is really important for kids. It is very important. If we think about what happens to kids when they get into a formal school setting, it gets much more compliance and rules driven. You need to be quiet in the hallway. You need to not talk to your friends at lunch. You need to do this, you need to do this, and you need to do this. It's very about managing your behavior. It's not as much as it should be about, I wonder. I wonder what will happen if, and you get the time and space to explore that. We want that for schools, and many, many teachers in schools have figured out how to do that, but they've figured out how to do that sometimes despite the expectations and the system and the standardized tests and all that yeah. competition that we have in education now. So we as families, as parents, as adults that are caring for children should really think about making sure that in our interactions with children and that we should be fostering curiosity and we should be nurturing it and we should be going with it as much as we can. And again, if children are engaged in, in a program, of course, at Bright Horizons with Discovery Driven Learning or other early care and education programs, we want, that should be something you're looking for. You're looking for a place that allows children to be curious. Some of my favorite words are wondering, mm -hmm. pondering, marveling, discovering, but you can only do those things if you have the time and materials and space to do it. And we're often so busy and so rushed that we're not giving our kids the space to do that. I think in this study too, wasn't there some number of, you know, like little kids are asking like 400 questions a day or something, yeah. but then when they're in grade school, it's down to some really dismal number like 20 or yeah. something it's like that. Step. It's hundreds of questions a day in your preschooler. You know, where do those questions go? It's not, they don't know everything about everything yet. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. just that they have not given as much time and space to do that wondering that you're talking about. So let's talk a second about what, how would you, how would you do this? So if you're a, one of our listeners and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm in, I'm mm -hmm. sold. Mm -hmm. Let's make more time for curiosity. How, how do you do that? So I think that, well, a couple things. First of all, when your kids are peppering you with questions, you're not gonna be able to take the time to answer all of them or to think through all of them or give all of them the space. But one of the things you can always say is, well, what do you think? So that yeah. gets that brain tumbling around and thinking whenever, whoever's doing the thinking is doing the learning. That's one thing I like to say a lot. I think it's on quotes places because that <laughs> is, if you're, if you're thinking as an adult, like, I don't know, I'm gonna have to look that one up and then you go off and do the learning versus the child doing the learning. 
it doesn't really matter if they get it right. Their reasoning, why they're thinking a certain way, that's, that's what the learning is. They're learning how mm -hmm. to think. They're learning how to take information they've gathered from other places and apply it to a new situation. So that's the first thing. You, can al you should always you pursue their curiosity by saying, well, what do you think? That's a really good question. What do you think? You can also have some other things in your back pocket like saying, why not? Or what if? And the one that we use all the time at Bright Horizons is, let's find out. So if a child does ask you something and you've decided this is the time and space you have mm -hmm. to pursue that, let's find out. And if you know the answer, set that aside. Yeah. Because it's not important. Yeah. The, the important part there is the seeking and figuring out the answer. It's trying 10 times, persevering, mm -hmm. tweaking and adapting that try and figuring it out. That is the real value of that experience. So I think we can use all sorts of examples, but let's just say your child sees a kite and they ask you about a kite. How do kites work? And if you tell them, it's over. The that's, moment's that's over. That's the end of the conversation. The end of the conversation. But if you said, I, I don't know, let's find out. That's a really great question. How, how, do you we, think, how do you think kites work? And how should we find out? Yeah. And uh, that could be days. That's what we would call project approach. It could be days, it could be weeks, it could be months. Think of all of the things they're gonna learn in that process. And another really important part about that is it's what they were curious about. Mm -hmm. So you hear inquiry-driven learning. That's one thing we talk about at Bright Horizons. It's their, their queries, their inquiries, their questions, their yeah. interests that drove that. And it's the same for adults. When we're really excited about something or interested in something, we're way more likely to learn it. That's why some subjects in school are so hard. Part of the reason is because we don't care. We're not <laughs> internally motivated. Someone else is telling us we have to learn this stuff. But when you're hands-on, exploring something, and That's you right. care about it, you're going to learn it in a whole different way. So it makes learning really meaningful, too. Not only are you getting all these great skills, but it matters to you, so you're going to remember it. I also think something that I know we, we think about a lot is just what confidence that gives your child, mm -hmm. because it gives them this this boost, like I can have good ideas too. It's right. not just the grown-ups that always have the answers and the good ideas, I can come up with answers. Mm -hmm. And they're gonna be wrong, but guess what? who else has wrong answers? Grown-ups. So you're just, you're boosting that confidence, you're inspiring that love of learning. That's what we're going for. Mm -hmm. We want the two-year-old to be the 12-year-old to be the 42-year-old who still loves to learn and find things out. Yeah, and you think, just fast forward to your life, and you as an adult, we're all in jobs that are, we're in a knowledge economy, we all need to be good thinkers. You need to analyze something, you need to be strategic about something, you need to have creative problem solving, it all comes from this sense of curiosity. You have to wonder, you have to want to find things out. And if we just teach children that getting the right answer is the, is the value of education, and that's how they get positive outcomes from learning, then that's what they be they become. They get used to only getting rewarded for mm -hmm. getting the right answer. And then, then they're nervous or scared to ask those questions or they're nervous or scared of getting something wrong when in, in real life we get things wrong all the time and you yeah. try again, it helps you correct. It helps you find a different way to do something or even perfecting something if your first try isn't perfect and you, want to, you, you know it could be a little bit better, that takes a lot of commitment and perseverance and motivation to yes. make that better, to keep going. Yeah. All starts with that sense of value around your own ideas and the space and freedom to mm -hmm. be curious. This reminds me of something else we've talked about, which is that I know we all like to put our kids in activities, and there are practical mm -hmm. reasons for that mm -hmm. because we need childcare after school, but also because we want our children to be 
well-rounded individuals who are going to get into college and have a successful career and all these other societal constructs that we buy into. But it's really worth making sure when you stand back and look at your child's day or week or month, is there time for them to be curious? And that can be an, act, an activity that they do where they can be curious, but sometimes we only put these days kids in activities that are competitive, mm-hmm. where there's a winner and a loser, and when you make mistakes and test things out, there's no, it's either not rewarded or it's looked on, like it's, it's viewed poorly. Mm-hmm. So just making time in your child's life for that, for that mm-hmm. curiosity and wonder and exploration. Yeah, and you can do this a lot when they can help you. It doesn't have to be its own separate activity. I mean, first of all, the reason kids love the cardboard box and the pots and pans is because they're very curious, and that's more interesting to them than a, to- a toy that has just one way of using it. A car can be fun, but it's a car. A cardboard box can be a car, it can be a spaceship, it can be a train, it can be anything they want it to be. So they're getting to use their imagination and their curiosity to fuel that. So that can be on the side of whatever you're doing, that kind of activity, Mm -hmm. or have them help you. Have them help you cook, have them help you build something. Put some time in there for their ideas. Let them try some things out. What tools should we practice this? How do you think we can be safe using this tool? Just those kind of open-ended questions Mm -hmm. that are not about a right or wrong answer and minimizing direction and instruction with the boundaries of being safe, of course, that will help them build that curiosity mindset. And like you said, they'll build confidence that that's a good thing, that finding out and wondering, being analytical right from the young age is a really good thing for them. As our experts stated, the person who is doing the thinking is doing the learning. So make time for curiosity every day. Approach your child's questions with a let's find out mindset and encourage daily wondering, pondering, marveling, and discovering. Not only will this contribute to your child's confidence and love of learning, you may find yourself incorporating the practice into your own workday. For at-home activities that encourage curiosity, check out our family resources at brighthorizons.com. We hope this episode was helpful again And tune in next month when Rachel and Claire are back with more Teach, Play, Love. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to us. Find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time on Teach, Play, Love. And discover parenting as the joy it was meant to be.